Hi and welcome to Home Education for All, or HEFA for short. At HEFA, we believe that community is the heart of home education, and so that's what we built. We built a community in the UK, helping, supporting and uplifting each other to be the best home educators we can be. And now we're coming to you via this podcast too. Stay tuned for all things home education in the UK via our amazing, experienced, knowledgeable and often hilarious team. We truly believe home education can be for everyone and we hope listening here will give you the confidence or knowledge you need if you've been considering home education. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So this week we are talking about friendships. It's something that we get asked a lot in um, home ed communities. Um, and it's it's something that needs quite a bit of exploration from the parent's perspective to be able to provide what the child needs. Let me explain. So we only have school to compare it to when we think about um, socialising and and children socialising and friendships and things like that. I want you to think back, pardon me, I want you to think back to when you were a child in school. Um, The majority of parents listening to this will have gone through the school system. We have to remember in home ed communities that although it can feel like we're a really huge community, we actually only make up less than 1% of, um, you know, school age families. And so, you know, the vast majority, over 98% of parents do send their children to school. So we we are a, a huge minority. That sounds completely oxymoronic, but we are a a minority in comparison to the school experience. So think back to when you were in school and you probably have either a romanticised version of what friendships look like in school or a trauma-informed version. Um, And not many of us have a really balanced view of what it actually looked like. So I'm going to give you one. And that is that proximity is not the same as genuine friendship. It can lead to genuine friendship and there's a higher possibility that you will find friends in the school environment. The reason for this is proximity. So every single day you're in the same classes with the same people and it kind of forces you to need to either get along with each other or avoid each other or, um, you know, because it's a daily thing, you're more likely to, you know, bump into somebody and end up realising you've got similar interests or various different things like that. It's an artificial proximity friendship generator. And it's important to recognise that even if we've got children in school, that friendships outside of school look very, very different once you leave the school environment. So for one, you will have 
you know, think back to when you left school, you were either really glad because you never had to see these people ever again, or you were really sad because all of your lives are changing and you're not going to see each other every day like you did before. And, you know, you're heartbroken or you're somewhere in the middle. I was somewhere in the middle. I knew a lot of people um, and I continue to know a lot of people. Um, but I had one or two really close, really good friends um, in school. And those people are still my really close, really good friends, you know, nearly however many years later, um, moving towards 30. Anyway, um, it's about 25 years. So those people have remained my friends on and off. Um, you know, we've had times when we've not been so close. We've had times when we are close. We've had times of not speaking when we've had an argument, all of those kinds of things over the last 20, 30 years. Um, but we remain those same three friends. And what we've got to recognise is that when you leave the school environment, you are suddenly enveloped into this reality where the way in which proximity works doesn't work for the rest of the world. So you might go on to college, you might go on to work, you might go on to um, a training programme or an apprenticeship. And those people, just because your proximity is close and you're seeing similar people day in, day out, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to become friends with them. And it kind of feels a little bit like, well, hang on a minute. This is really hard now. Making friends is really hard. Why? What's changed? Why does nobody like me? Why do I find it so hard to, to talk to people? The simple reason is you haven't been given the skills to be able to do that. And you're not given the skills because you have this natural, um, artificial relationship making system in school where you have to get along with people. You have to see them every day. So on the one hand, that's a really good skill to learn, right? Um, you know, learning how to negotiate and collaborate with people that you don't necessarily get on great with. Um, and you will have friends that, you know, you develop in school and continue with those friendships. But the vast majority of um, people who have left school 20, 30 years ago couldn't really tell you what anyone else in their year is now up to, maybe one or two, maybe up to five people they might still have an awareness of or be close friends with. But the rest, like that, it ceased to exist. And the, the reason I'm talking about this is because home education and friendships is extremely different to that, that artificial proximity friendships that happen in a school environment. So in home education, parents have to be the proactive ones. We have to be the ones, um, you know, to, to understand what kind of child we've got for a start and then to work out how we can introduce other people and experiences and events and groups to that child in a way that meets their needs. And this isn't something that is very often considered for children because it just, you have to go to school every day. So you, 
you just end up having to do these things um, and the parent isn't really involved in it. So if you're struggling at the moment as a parent of a child who's home ed and you're thinking they seem so lonely, they don't really have any friends, they they personally don't seem bothered by it, but I'm really bothered by it. It's because you haven't, when your child was in school, you couldn't see the struggles that they might have been having. They, they might have shared a little bit with you, but it will be nothing compared to what they experienced. And if you had a really sociable child in school who really enjoyed seeing people and, and all of that kind of thing, you got to do the fun bits of organising playdates and birthday parties and all of those kinds of things. Um, so the first thing is having to be proactive. And it's it's really difficult because it also depends what kind of parent you are, what kind of um, person you are, not parent what kind of person you are? Are you someone who loves to be around other people? Are you someone who, you know, gets your energy from being around others and chatting and having a laugh and all of that kind of thing? Or are you someone who gets your energy from being on your own or being with small groups of people or, you know, disappearing into a book? Um, knowing who you are is super important so that you can have your own boundaries around what you're able to provide your child and also so that you're able to see what kind of person they are too so if you're a not particularly sociable person that's completely okay if you've got a child who is a very sociable person you will need to find ways to meet that child's needs and you can do that in a range of ways there are things that you can drop your child off to when they're a little bit older. There are things that you can go to and then you can go off into a corner and read your book. I do that quite often at, at various events. Um, you know, there was there was a few events when I was um, self-employed. There was a few events where I would take my laptop and I would sit in the car while the kids are doing something. Or I'd sit in the cafe while doing my work while the kids are at an event of some kind. Um and then there were others where occasionally I'd like to sit and have a coffee and, and speak to other parents. So for me, I'm I'm quite a mixture. I, I sometimes really like to be around other people and I sometimes really like to just be on my own. And what I like can still be met while meeting my children's needs as well. But just because I'm not necessarily a sociable person doesn't mean I have a child that isn't. And it's really important to make sure that we're meeting the needs of the child we've got rather than our own needs because we can meet both of them by kind of jigging things around and kind of working it so that you know a very sociable child has got what they need but you aren't feeling overwhelmed or if it's the other way around you're very sociable but your child isn't and that's okay too um, that you're arranging things that meet your child's needs and then you're arranging other things for yourself that meet your needs. So if you're, you know, unable to go out uh, without your children, for example, there are things like support groups online. There are um, video calls you can have with your friends. There are phone calls. There are um, Facebook groups, all of those kinds of things where you can meet those those prominent needs that you have while respecting that your child isn't a particularly sociable person who likes to go out constantly. Um, in terms of friendships themselves, in home education, you'll often find that there's there's not really much point in trying to go to age-related groups. Um, 
unless it's for a specific, you know, tutoring or for a specific course or something like that, you're going to find it much easier to go to events where there's mixed range of, of children. And the reason I say this is because that's a normal and natural um, social development of humans. So we're naturally developed to um, be around a tribe of various different aged people, various different skills and expertise, and we're then able to learn and grow in that environment. My youngest child has never been to school, so he, um, you know, was the tag along to all of the groups and meetups and all of those kinds of things. Um and on the occasions where it was something that was age specific, then um, we had friends that would take my older children in with them. And then, you know, we'd we'd come back out again. There's been events where we've gone to a theme park, for example, and I've got one who really doesn't like any rides and I've got two who absolutely love rides. And then I had a toddler. So we had friends whose child also liked rides. So mine disappeared off with them and I took the others to another part of the theme park so everybody's having their needs met but it requires that kind of collaboration with other home educators. Finding your home educators can also be quite a challenge. It takes more than one meetup. I'm gonna say that much. We've been home ed for nearly 10 years and I still am getting to know some of the families that we spend you know, time every week with. And the reason for that is because we spend maybe an hour to two hours a week together and that's it for the rest of our week. And we might see them at various things or we might see them only at that thing once a week. And the children have really good friendships, but it's only during those two hours, for example. And then they might see other friends um, for a couple of hours on a different day. And then they also do have friends that are older and friends that are younger. They have um, interests and, uh, you know, passions and joys that mean that they're friends with adults um, and that those adults are friends with teenagers, for example, because they it's not about the age, it's about the interest. But if you've got a child that is very uninterested at the moment in in anything at all and they're not wanting to go out and they're not wanting to be around anybody else then there are still ways that they can have an active social life that's right for them it might be that they're really comfortable and, and they're they're a real homebody and they like to see people in their own home every so often they might be people who prefer to just have um family as friends and that's okay that they might be children who um, don't actually like being around people face to face, but really enjoy um, online uh, com conversations. I've got um, a child who's in various different Discord servers and have has amazing friendships and conversations. And, you know, they've got friends all over the world and they might never meet those people in person. Um, but it doesn't make their relationship and their friendship any less important. So I guess what I'm saying is that it's different. It's different and it requires a real mindset shift for us parents to recognise that those 
artificial automatic um, proximity to other children doesn't necessarily relate to being friends with somebody. It might be that your child is alongside those other children all the time. And that can get seen from the outside as an outsider's perspective, which we are as, as parents when our children are in school, that they've developed some friendships. But sometimes when they then come out of school, you might very quickly realise that they, they weren't actually friendships. They were just somebody that they didn't dislike as much as they disliked everybody else, for example. Um, now, I'm not saying that you cannot develop really wonderful friendships in school. That is not something that I'm saying. My um, my child who has just left school, um, they've ended compulsory school age now. They have some really amazing, wonderful friendships, but they also have many other friendships. And that is something that doesn't tend to happen as much with children who are at school. They tend to have their friendships in school and that's kind of it. And they'll see those same people outside of school as well. Where this one was was also home educated at, at some points in their life, they have friendships from home ed that have developed into very long standing friendships, even though they, um, you know, one of them stayed home ed and the other went to school. They still see each other all the time. You know, they are now about to go to the same college and that's going to be amazing for them. They've got friendships that they have at Scouts. They have friendships that they've developed um, over a shared interest in Dungeons and Dragons and skateboarding. And, you know, there's there's so many different interests that this this particular child has that they've got lots of friends of lots of different ages. And and that's fantastic. So you you know, and some of those friendships are school friends that they'll continue to be friends with because the friendships were based in something more than just proximity. They're based in shared interests. They're based in liking the same music, enjoying the same TikToks, liking the same Criminal Minds episodes or Hannibal or anything else related to real life crime um, or animals or... You know, for one of my children, it's uh, ruler craft and Minecraft and um, 3D printing and various various other geeky stuff, um, which they absolutely love. And they have developed friendships from that interest. So, yes, it is hard. It is hard developing those friendships. And it's it can also be difficult for a child if they feel like they need to see the same people on a daily basis to be able to meet their social needs um, because a lot of the home ed community don't work like that. Um, unless you're attending something on a daily basis like a self-directed school or a tutoring um, centre where you're going every day and seeing similar people, um, things like that, yes, you know, you you might have those those needs met of of needing to see the same people every day um, having those same experiences on a daily basis. In in that circumstance, school can be a really good option for that child. Um, that was one of the primary options that my one who's just left school um, ended up back in school is because that's what they needed. Their, their social um, experience needed to be that they saw the same people every day and, and you don't 
often get that in home ed. You you see the same people every week, for example, um, and then people kind of age out of a group and then you're kind of left with this um, kind of wobbly stage where you've got to work out, you know, where you sit now um, because some people who are older than you have kind of aged out and they've disappeared off to college or, um, you know, off to do something different or off to a different group because that group doesn't meet their needs anymore. Um, but parents are much more involved in the process. Parents are much more um, proactive and have to be much more proactive simply because you haven't got that natural, basic pro proximity alert. You know, there's 30 children all in the same class on a daily basis and therefore naturally you're going to have to work out who you can get along with and who you're not going to have anything to do with. Um, it, it doesn't work like that in home ed. So, yeah, I would say there's a lot of unpicking to do for us parents, um, thinking about how we experienced friendships when we were a, t a child, when we were a teenager, um, and how maybe that is um, blurring our view on how our children can develop friendships and relationships as a home educator. And just being able to kind of really examine how that worked for us, whether we struggled with things like that, whether we prefer actually not to be as social, but our children are. And, and at that point, we need to work out how we can jiggle all of that to make it work for both of us. Or maybe it's the other way around, or maybe you're both really social and therefore you're out a huge amount of the time and that's okay too or you're both really not particularly social and you're in a lot of the time like all of all of these things are completely normal natural human behaviors it's just that it's not seen in the school environment because you have to be there every day you can't just stay at home when you feel like it because you know attendance everybody um so yeah, comparing your experiences, understanding that the school experience is not necessarily a uh, a natural environment for friendship making and that proximity doesn't equal friendships is really helpful to understand when you're navigating this new kind of world of, whoa, I've got to do an awful lot to get my kid to be able to develop friendships. Um and, you know, it is harder. It is harder and it's going to be simply because it's not something we naturally learn ourselves. So we need to learn alongside our children the same as we do in most things in home ed. I think that's about it for this ramble. Um, however it's working for you, it's working. Yeah. However your children are comfortable um, in their lives if if your child is happy and not at all concerned about how much they see other people or how many friends they have or whether they have friends then let your child lead you with that you know if you're worried about it because of your experiences you need to remember it's not your child's experience your what you experienced isn't the same as your child because our children are not carbon copies of us they are their own individual people and they like to remind us of that on an hourly basis. 
Okay, my friends, I will leave it there. And uh, yeah, keep keep the good fight going because you have all got this. You are all doing a fantastic job and your children will continue to thrive however friendships look for them. I will see you next time. Take care.